Hey there, Eyes Free Sports fans. Kickstart your health and wellness journey with a twist. Introducing Couch to Active, where health and fitness for the blind and visually impaired community finally gets the fun treatment it deserves. Couch to Active offers personalized one-on-one coaching, exciting group classes on Zoom, and expert guidance in weight management. It's not just about getting fit, it's about having a blast while doing it. I've personally tried their classes and have thoroughly enjoyed them. Don't miss out on the fun. Join the Couch to Active community today and start your journey to a healthier and happier you. Learn more at couch2active.com. Couch, T-O, active.com. Or call 206-672-2070. 206-672-2070. Couch to Active, where fitness and fun go hand in hand. Howdy, howdy, and thanks for tuning into episode 106 of the Eyes Free Sports Podcast. My name is Greg Lindbergh. Here on this episode of Eyes Free Sports, we are featuring several members from the first ever all-female beep baseball team, which was formed just last year in 2023. And I think you'll really enjoy hearing the perspectives of each of these individuals not only in terms of their passion for the sport of beat baseball, but what it truly means to them to get to compete with fellow blind and visually impaired females. So let's go ahead now and hit the field and get running toward episode 106 of the Eyes Free Sports podcast. Okay, so here on this episode of Eyes Free Sports, we are featuring the Sirens Beep Baseball Club. And I should mention this team is based uh, technically out of the St. Louis area, where it originated, but does have members from all over the U.S. And uh, super excited to welcome several members of the team, as well as uh, two coaches who are involved with the Sirens here. Uh, So first off, I should mention that the Sirens are the first ever all-female beat baseball team within the National Beat Baseball Association and I'm assuming, you know, globally as well, uh, since beatball is definitely biggest here in the U.S. Uh, compared to any any country in the world. I'm so super excited to to feature you ladies and, and guys here on this episode. Uh, so why don't we start things off here with uh, Kim Blumenthal. And uh, so Kim, I know, is, is kind of one of the, the founding members, I guess, shall we say, of the Sirens, right, Kim? Yes. My name is Kim Blumenthal. I have been playing beatball for over 10 years. I started out with another St. Louis team, the Firing Squad, and played for them for a while. And then I played for the Gateway Archers. And I just saw a lot of females sitting on the benches um, on a lot of teams. And I kind of worked my sister Cassandra into uh, doing some spotting for those same teams that I had played for. And we got her kids and my kids all involved. And uh, I was talking to her and she said, I said, you know, it'd be nice to have an all-female team. And she said, well, why not? And so we've kind of went from there. Uh, This has been a dream of mine for a very long time. I am also co-chair of the women of our league, the wool committee. So that is where it kind of started, I guess, just because we do an all women's game during the World Series and we have two teams and it kind of started from there. And I'm like, if we could do that, why couldn't we do a full team to compete at the World Series? Exactly. Yep. And I believe that started in 2016, the wall game. Yes, it did. And we, um, you know, we've had a lot of, a lot of good people, a lot of great female athletes that really do not get to be showcased. And I think that's kind of, it's important. It's important for us to be able to showcase the females. Exactly. Yep. And uh, so what does it kind of mean to you to be part of this team? And obviously you guys competed in your first world series last year in 2023. I've been visually impaired all my life. I am an albino. So I've always had vision issues. Um, You know, some days are better than other. And my sister has seen me go through all of that and has always been, you know, been there as a support for me. And so um, she's been the same way 
you know, with, with all of this and helping get things started. And she's done so much of the groundwork. Um, she's put a lot of work and effort into it. This team consists of women who are trying to get their foot in the door. Last year at the World Series, I was the only female on our team who had ever competed in the World Series before from our team. So it was it was a start. You know, everybody had to understand where were they were coming from and what was going on. Exactly. Yep. Uh, so I know it is. It's definitely a family affair. Uh, you mentioned your sister Cassandra, who we have uh, here with us tonight, and uh, some other family members as well involved in Beepal, right? Yes, absolutely. My daughter Mari Blumenthal, who is seventeen, has been. She started out as a bat girl and just kind of water girl, and you know that kind of stuff, and has worked her way up, and now she's pitching for us. She was a part-time pitcher for the Archers um, at fifteen, so she's. She's just starting, you know, getting all that. So my daughter's been involved. My son's been involved before helping spot and do stuff like that. Um, Ryan and then Cassandra got involved. And then her two girls got involved. Kendra, who catches for us, and Bailey, who is another one of the coaches. That's awesome. Really getting everyone involved and having all that support, you know, definitely helps. I'm sure there's kind of a job for, for everyone to do, right? Absolutely. We need all the volunteers that we can get. For sure. Yep. Um, I do understand that you also personally played some professional football. Is that right? <laughs> yes, I did. I played for the St. Louis Slam um, many, many years ago. <laughs> um, I never told the coaches <laughs> that I was visually impaired because I wanted a chance to show that I could play. Uh, and I told them I didn't ever want to touch the ball. I just wanted to play defense. So I played nose tackle for about four years. Wow. Have a Super Bowl ring to prove it. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's amazing. Congrats. <laughs> and I'm um, curious, have you been able to kind of bring any of that experience from the football field to the beatball field? Well, absolutely, because it's all about moving, you know, getting your body to move in the right directions. Um, obviously, football, you're not throwing yourself on the ground like you are during, doing beatball, but it's that same um, approach. I mean, the stance you're in for beatball is very similar to, it's not quite a three-point stance, but, you know, it's that squatting and same kind of stance kind of, and a lot of our drills, you know, uh, were some of the football drills that we had done before, you know, the shuffles and stuff like that. I think that the other thing that that has taught me is just the team camaraderie. Uh, our football football team had like 40 players on it. So it was huge compared to this. It's not quite as, you know, this isn't quite as large as that, but, you know, learning right. different people's personalities and, um, one of the best things I think about beatball in general is you have a group of blind people together. You know, you have people that you can relate to and that can relate to you not being able to always see stuff and not being able to always get to places, you know, and do different things like that. And sometimes just being able to share stories with each other, uh, get ideas. It's all about that being able to, you know, be that camaraderie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also curious just in terms of, you know, being on an all-female team now with the Sirens, um, do you find it easier to relate to the ladies maybe than you have in the past, you know, playing on those co-ed teams with other guys? Well, on most of the teams, I was the only female with the Archers and with um, the Firing Squad. Uh, I think another female was there one year for the Firing Squad, but as far as, I mean, the coach was a female, but as far as players on the field, it was mostly males, very competitive. So that I think has not put me in a bad spot where some of the girls, I think, haven't necessarily had the ability to be competitive. Beatball is such a freeing sport. You can just run and go where other sports, you're more limited. I think that, you know, just that, I don't know. I, 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 I think for me, just because I was most of the time, just the only female I just was one of the guys, you know? Right, right. So definitely a different, different dynamic compared to the sirens. Absolutely. Cool. Okay, then let's uh, move on to Corey Turner. So Corey, talk to me about uh, just your background and, and your visual impairment. Okay. Um, well, I'm Corey Turner. Um, I'm 19, and all my life I've had a visual impairment. I was born with it. Um, I was premature, so that's where it stems from. 
And I've had to overcome a lot of things. And for a while, I went to like my local elementary school or middle school, part of high school too. And then like mid freshman year, I switched schools and I started going to ISBVI, which is the blind school in Indiana. And growing up, I always wanted to do things that I thought I couldn't do because of my visual impairment. I limited myself. And when I got into high school, I realized that there were other ways that I could do these things. They they were adapted to meet my needs. So I joined track and I loved it. And so I joined all the other sports in my high school. Um, not all of them, but majority. And they were great. I had a great time being a team player. And I met a lot of people in my school that I wasn't great friends with before and became great friends with. I got really close with the coaches. And it was just a really uplifting experience. And my junior year, I started applying for colleges. And that's when I realized I want something to do in college. I want to stay active. I don't want to just be a blob, you know? <laughs> and <Yo. laughs> so one day, I, I I will never forget this. I talk about it all the time. But there was a beatball demonstration at my high school. Um, the Indy Thunder came and they showed us all what beat baseball was. Uh, they let us play out in the field a little bit, showed us how to do defense and offense. Um, Darnell Booker, he thought I did really well with my batting. And he like said that I would be a good asset to a team. And then he mentioned the sirens. And I was like, I've never heard of them. Like, what are they? Like, what do they do? And he told me they're an all women's beat baseball team. And I said, no way. And he said, yeah, I'll talk to Cassandra and I'll put in a word. And from that moment, I knew that this is something I wanted to give my life to. I wanted to become a part of this team, not just to be a part of history, but to be a part of a team that I know I'll get playing time with and that I know will understand me and will fight to be great and will just strive to be amazing. And I know they'll have my back and all of that. So that's kind of how it started. Um, I put a lot of like, scenarios together in my head you know about well okay what really happens if I join the team and then one day I was just like okay I'm joining the team this is how this is going and that's that's <laughs> how it went and here I am <laughs> yeah so you were pretty much sold right away or within mm -hmm. a short time of learning about them yep nice and so how would you kind of describe your uh, just your your play on the field as far as batting defense do you prefer one or the other um i prefer batting i just i feel like i have a lot more connection i guess with mari the our pitcher i feel like that we have me and her have an understanding that isn't really like vocalized but you can feel it's there between me and mari and kendra the catcher it's just there's a connection that just i feel like that's where i need to be is at that uh, yeah i can totally relate just that that chemistry with the pitcher mm -hmm. comfort level confidence you know if the pitcher makes you more confident you're going to be a better hitter yep and so uh, you did play in the world series last year right yes yes i did Nice. And just talk to me about that whole experience and any highlights for you. Uh, the whole thing was a highlight. I it was a great experience. I loved it. Um, it was very new to me. I I have some friends that are on the indie teams, so I've heard about how the World Series goes prior to being at a World Series and actually playing in one. So I had some kind of expectation. But how they described it didn't it didn't live up to actually playing at a World Series. It was like a fever dream. 
it went by so fast and it was crazy. It was hectic. But to be there, to be on a team, to be playing, it was it was just amazing. And I will never forget my first World Series. Sure, sure. I can hear in your voice the passion and of how impactful that event really was for mm-hmm. you. And then I also understand uh, so you're a student at Ball State University. Yep. Right? Yes, I am. Woohoo! Go nice. Cardinals! Yep. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple cousins who went there and uh, my favorite late night host, David Letterman, is, is a big oh, uh, mm-hmm. Ball State alum. So. Yes, he is. <laughs> That's cool. But uh, just talk to us about kind of how you still connect with the team. Obviously, they're you know based in the St. Louis area and you're in Indiana and I'm curious how that works. Yeah, so with our team being all over, we have our weekly Zoom meetings where we just we get on Zoom one night a week, usually Sundays, and we just talk. We will talk about beatball. We'll talk about how we're getting ready for the tournaments and the next World Series, and we'll just check up on everybody and talk about what's going on and the beatball nation and all that stuff and it's at first it was hard to balance between college and beatball because sometimes I'll have like exams when we have something going on in beatball but there's always a way around it there's always going to be a compromise and you just have to learn to live with that. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously you're, you're very devoted and dedicated to the team. Even if geographically, you know, you are a little distance away and it definitely shows your commitment. Mm-hmm. Nice. Alrighty. So then next up, uh, let's One of the, turn. Sure. Go ahead. Greg, I wanted to butt in there for just a second, because I want to say that a lot of our players come to St. Louis, but we also travel to them too. So we rotate places that we practice. Like in December, we went up to Indy to do a practice. So we try to make sure that all our players, you know, aren't always coming just to St. Louis. Sure, sure. That's cool that you offer that flexibility and will make make time to, you know, make your way out to other areas. And obviously that outreach and, and being there in person is, is a big part of a team like this. Well, and the other thing is, I'm just going to be honest, we are like a a family. I mean, that's what we are. Um, So, you know, you don't leave, you don't leave people out when you're a family. Absolutely. No matter where they are, no matter their situation. It's so true. So let's move on to Amy Swigard. Uh, So Amy, tell us about yourself. I'm Amy Swigard. I lost my, most of my eyesight when I was 26 due to diabetic retinopathy. I've played sports pretty much all my life. I, um, before I lost my eyesight, I was, I was a swimmer. I played volleyball, basketball, ran track. I did play a little bit of softball when I was not, not like high school softball or anything, just like, you know, recreational, but I, you know, I, I just, I love to play sports. I'm, I'm super competitive. I, I grew up with five brothers, you know, the, you know, I just, I just liked to be outside and doing things. So I, I learned about the the sirens. Um, I saw it on Facebook, and then um, my friend from another team was like, "Hey, you know, I know you're not playing goalball, but maybe try try uh, beatball. There's this new women's team starting." So I I I decided I would try it out, and I you know with with Cassandra and Kim and the the it's a big team family atmosphere and it's so much fun. So, I mean, there, there is a lot, a little drama cause every team has drama, but you know, we're, it, it, it's, it's just, it's exciting and fun how much, how much we get along and how just the dynamics of the team and how everybody plays together. When I, when my friend was talking to me about beatball, I thought it was more like, like blind baseball. So, so I had to figure out the difference between the two different sports. I'm, I'm happy that beatball is the way it is. Cause I think blind baseball would be a little trickier, but I absolutely love, love playing beatball. So, and it, it, this was my first year 
I played goalball for a year and a half. I was on the um, Portland Avalanche team. I think we were only a team in 2019, but we won silver at nationals. So that was really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I had I had two Paralympians on my team. They were they were fantastic. And I learned I learned so much from them. So um, and then with, you know, lear- just learning from Kim, she's she's so she has so much information and Mari and Cassandra and everybody there and and Bailey, she's she's full of, you know, all of these things that we need to learn and and how to how to stand when you bat and just, you know, all of the all of the stuff that goes along with sports and um some things you take for granted, like drinking water. Yeah, well, I never have enough water. <laughs> Very silly, but you you wouldn't think that water is such a big deal. But holy cow, you got to get that in there. So, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And as far as uh, the World Series last year in Norman, Oklahoma, talk to me about that experience. Uh, Oklahoma was a fabulous time, actually. I I wasn't sure how how well I was going to do because I knew it was going to be really, really hot. And I have some health things that I take some medicine that heat really just kills me sometimes. So I I was a little worried, but that just the excitement and, you know, getting enough sleep and trying not to hang out too much, but you know, just the balance of trying, (laughs) you know, you're out, you are at a competitive sports game. So you need to, you know, try not to hang out too much, but still, you know, remind people that, hey, we're the sirens, we're here, like, look at us. And being the first time that the the an all-female team was there, that was, it was just really cool. And the support we got was, was fabulous. Um, Neil was there with us, like, the whole time, and which was super cool, because, you know, how how much cooler can it be to have the hall of famer that year, you know, hanging out with you and joining the team and, you know, just giving us, you know, tips. And it was just really, it was awesome. So, and, you know, just seeing how all of the teams play together and being able to play and against some of the really, really great teams. And then, you know, you play against some of the, you know, teams that don't play as much so and you could you can tell the difference between teams that practices you know and, and you know like the indie edge they're, they're you know they've been the the world series winners for what, like two years or something so and then you know just meeting all of the coaches and learning from them too so it, it was a fantastic time and i'm i'm very social i like to meet people and and talk and just collaborate and it's it was a really good time excellent great to hear that um i am curious i know you mentioned playing goalball and uh any skills you've been able to kind of pull from your goalball experience to apply to beatball um lots of burpees that's all i gotta say (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of up and down And you know who said gotcha. getting hit by a ball hurts? Yeah, wussies, you know whatever. But <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, nope. both of them are very competitive. You you move a lot more in beat ball than you do in in goal ball. But they they definitely take different muscles to do. Absolutely. And then so you're in Nebraska, correct? I am in Omaha, Nebraska. I am I am the only girl from Omaha, Nebraska, which. You know, I'd love to get more players out here, and but we're so spread out. It's it's kind of hard to get teams together and out here in Nebraska. So, yeah, yeah. But I love the team there. I, nice. I will continue with the St. Louis Sirens. So they are they're wonderful. Excellent. And then, last but certainly not least, as far as uh, the players joining us here, uh, we have Whitney Marin. Whitney, welcome. Thank you. Um, uh, my name is Whitney. I'm from Texas. I've been visually impaired since I was born. Um, I used to play sports in high school. I did soccer, track, cross country, and I tried tennis. I won't do that again. (laughs) 
me and tennis don't get along. Um, I kind of started off with b-ball on and off since 13. Um, but I was actually able to play in 2020 and in the, in the Indianapolis, but I was with, at the time, the Roadrunners. Um, I was with them. I played over there and that with them. The second year, um, I didn't play with them. I just volunteered. And then in 2022, um, I was actually with the Houston Hurricanes. I volunteered with that team. Um, I kind of found the sirens on like uh, like Amy on Facebook. Um, I kind of heard people prior years to that talk about like wanting to do an all-girls team, but nothing was never done. Um, I met Kim and Mari in 20, if I'm not mistaken, 2022, when you played the war game. And um, I actually played on their team in the war game because um, they needed players. So that was the first year I met both of them and the first time actually Mark pitched to me. And I got along with Kim and both of them actually. Um, I enjoyed that time. So when I saw that there was all growth team, I was really actually excited to know that Kim and Mari were on the state, on that team. Because um, I enjoyed being around them, and you know, I seen most of the people, you know, them from previous years of seeing b-ball, and so I was actually kind of excited but nervous. Um, the first time I went actually out there for a practice, it was kind of weird because I took it was my first time actually going to St. Louis, traveling by train, and I was so nervous because they didn't know me and I didn't know them. So I was kind of nervous on how that was going to be, and which was funny. And I don't think I've ever told anybody this. But the first time I went to St. Louis by train, you know, I was getting up there. So it wasn't, it was kind of nervous because it was a 17-hour train ride. And so when I let Cassandra know that I was there, she's like, okay, uh, you know, she let me know who was going to pick me up and stuff which is funny because I don't know what it is. She told me Kendra. And I remind you, I've never met these people. I don't know what she looked like. I didn't even bother asking <laughs> what she looked like. I just kind of knew when she got there that that was my ride, which was kind of funny because uh, I just got in the car with her like nothing. And I didn't even ask. Wow. <laughs> so that was kind of, I thought, to this day, things was kind of funny that I didn't know what she looked like. And I got in the car with her. And then the second the second time was with Bailey, but I kind of knew what Bailey looked like by then. But still, it was pretty funny because I just got in the car with uh, Kendra, not knowing if that was her or not. Gotcha. Yup, yup. And hey, a 17-hour train ride. That definitely shows dedication. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was my first. It's funny because that was actually my first time riding the train. I've never got on, on a train, so... It was different than what I was expecting. Like I've flown before, so it was a bit different than than actually going like in a car and stuff. But being on the team and meeting everybody and knowing that everybody's from all over the United States is kind of like interesting. Um, I met different people throughout, like being part of people um, from different places. But being a part of this team is like awesome. They treat us like family, even if they, you know, everybody. When I first went down there, like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how everybody was going to be. But getting to spend time with them each time that I seen them or even like uh, talking on the phone or just our weekly meetings, it's like we can talk about anything and everything and we can be ourselves and you don't have, you don't, you feel like more like, they said family you don't you don't make they don't make you feel like you're an outsider or nothing um they make you feel welcomed since the beginning they've always made us feel welcomed they always made sure that no matter what we were fed we never once went to bed without going hungry um they always made sure we had snacks they always made sure we had a lot of water um especially like during the world series they always made sure we were like taken care of um and with Neil, I always knew who Neil was, but I ne never actually met him in person until last year at the World Series. And I'm just like, okay, 
the first time I met him was he had just gone to the hotel and he couldn't get in his room. So I helped him, but I didn't tell him. I didn't waited for like a couple of days to let him know that that was me who helped him. <laughs> um, but yeah, like him too, him being there, even with talking to him on weekly, like our weekly meetings, like he always makes everybody feel like welcomed. He's never been like, he jokes around with us and stuff, but he's always made us feel welcome to Cassandra, Kim, like their kids, their families always made all of us feel welcomed. Um, anybody on our team's always made me feel welcomed. And I know everybody else has felt welcome. So I'm pretty grateful to actually be on a team that doesn't make you feel not wanted and doesn't make you feel bad about opinions or anything like that, you know. You can give advice, opinions, vice versa. And it's like, it always helps in the long run. You know, it's it's never, I've seen other teams and been on other teams and more so, I, I still talk to anybody and some people on the teams that I was on before, but I like this one better. Excellent. Appreciate that, that feedback and that perspective. I'm also curious when it comes to offense versus defense, uh, hitting versus fielding, do you have a preference? Majority, I don't know. I, I I don't mind doing both, but if I had to choose, it'd probably be batting. Yep. I think you and Maury connect pretty I, well. I, I don't know what it is about. Yeah, I don't know what it is about batting. Like, I don't mind the defense, but I always get, like, super nervous because I, I sometimes feel like I'm not fast enough or I don't get down, so... Sometimes I feel like uh, I get kind of nervous because I don't I feel like I, I'm not doing the best, even though they tell me like I'm doing good, but I prefer batting than anything. But I mean, it can go either way. It's just more practice and more um, just getting used to like the hang of things because us as being a first year all women's team, I feel like everybody has their ups and downs and their preference on what they like but from what i've seen for myself i usually always get nervous in defense that's just always been me and any sport anything that i've done has always been defense is where i feel like it's more my issue than anything gotcha yeah you never know where that ball's coming and when and it's a lot of unpredictability right (laughs) yeah and you never know like just just being on defense and seeing how people like hit and how their swing is it's more of the okay you never know for one minute they can be batting it'll go to the left the next minute time they bat it might go somewhere else so it's kind of like once you get used to somebody hitting a certain way or batting a certain way when you're on defense and then they switch it up on you that's where it gets a bit confusing but it's challenging because it if they change it up a bit, especially on their batting, you know, it makes the game a little bit more interesting to me. That's how I feel. And that's how I see it. Because I'm I'm observing with everybody, like how they hit, how they do this. Even their de- defense, I'm really uh, observing because that's just me. And I know majority of the people, they've been playing for years. So I kind of like to see how they, how they do things. And I sometimes do like other things I do ask them like, you know, how'd you get to where you're at now? So it's always interesting to hear when they from their, when they first started to now. Right, right. That's a great point. Okay, so then let's uh, move on to uh, the two coaches we have joining us. Uh, let's so let's start with Cassandra McDaniel. Uh, again, Cassandra is the sister of Kim, who you heard from earlier, and also the general manager, uh, head coach. I'm sure many other hats I'm missing. When it comes to the sirens, uh, Cassandra, welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having us. Absolutely, this has been a lot of fun. And uh, so, why don't you just kind of share your your story as far as uh, you know how you got into people? Obviously, you know, with Kim, I'm sure was your your initial introduction, but uh, just your your journey leading up to kind of helping start the sirens. We actually grew up in a very small town in south uh, central Missouri um, called Richland. And uh, Kim 
you know, it was an everyday struggle at times that, you know, our whole family had to kind of watch. But let me tell you, my my parents did an excellent job on encouraging her to just do everything she can do on her own and be independent. And, you know, um, so that's why Kim is the way she is. She's never slowed down for anything and she's figured out what she's got to do to get something accomplished. So, um, just knowing that she is very motivated in being independent. I just want to be able to give everyone that opportunity to um, participate in sports and feel that independence. And um, I know that that meant so much to Kim growing up, but uh, I was down there quite a bit and wasn't able to come up to St. Louis. And then Bailey uh, ended up getting uh, scholarships to attend Webster University. She was a two-sport athlete up here. And Kendra and I were coming up here to St. Louis like every other weekend, it seemed like, and spending time with Kim. And she said, I need you to take me to Chicago. We're having a beatball tournament. She had invited us a couple different times, and, you know, it just never did work out with the schedule. Um, so we we went ahead and traveled up to Chicago, um, she was with the firing squad at the time. And the experience was just awe. I was just in awe watching um, how competitive and how, you know, how Kim described it is you you have athletes that they just look like finally they're able just to run. They're able to move around. And, you know, I was that person that was trying to help everybody. And, and, uh, I was even told by one individual, I don't need your help. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Um, so, um, it, it was just, um, amazing to watch very encouraging. And, uh, when Kim said, do you want to help? Do you want to get involved? And, um, Whenever I moved up to St. Louis, it made it a lot easier for me to do that. Um, we've been in St. Louis now since 2016, and that allowed me to get get more involved with um, beatball. Um, it definitely is something that is very motivating for um, for me and my my kids. Um, because it's just, it's amazing to watch. We also love to compete in the mind's eye tournaments. Um, so, you know, Bailey and Kendra are able to put those mindfolds on and we're all part of one team and we get to go out there and play, um, as well. Um, so we, we are familiar with what our players are, um, needing to do. And we just are, you know, Kim and Mari, and we just were very invested. Um, and I did. I looked around and I told Kim, I said, you know, it's just sad to see all the women sitting the bench. Um, and it would be nice to let them have opportunities to shine. And when Kim mentioned it to me last year, you know, a lot of people were like, ah, you can't get that done. And she looked at me and she said, do you think we can get this done? And I said, do we do you want this? Because if you want this, I'm more than happy to jump in and help. But I need to know what my role will be. And I need to know how hard you want me to push. And um, she says, I really want to do this. I said, OK. So I told her, I said, yep. I'll, I'll jump on, I'll get this done. And, and we were able to, and we are, um, you know, I, I feel truly blessed, um, every day, uh, that I was able to do what I could to help. Um, and every time we get together, um, play ball, I, I just smile ear to ear, even though I'm being competitive coach, don't get me wrong. They probably think, Man, she's grumpy because I am competitive, um, but it does make me very proud to provide opportunities or help provide opportunities for everyone to be able to play. Um, so that and and yeah, uh, they call me Mama Bear. They do. And and I do. I watch. I do want to watch over everybody and make sure they get to places safely and make sure and feed them well. Um, and we, and it is, it's a big family affair. Oh, nice. That's awesome. 
Now, you do have quite a demanding uh, professional career, I understand, so still have time to devote to all this and everything you do. I mean, major, major kudos to you. You you find the time for those things that you um, feel passionate about. And this is something that I feel passionate about. And I'm trying my best to provide um, the best opportunities for everyone involved. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so talk to me a little more about your role as head coach. How would you kind of describe your style, you know, when you're actually on the field, when a game is going on, what's your your role and how do you kind of, you know, describe just how you carry yourself as head coach? Well, I think that um, you don't hear, I don't guess, a lot because um, I was also uh, the, one of the main spotters most of the time. If I feel like that one of my players needs a little bit of encouragement, I'll go up behind them and say, hey, you know, shake it off. Um, you got this. Um, I'm not necessarily a cheerleader type, but I'm definitely one to encourage them to just, you know, pick it up and move forward. Um and uh, I love defense. I love the process of, of the, the defensive drills. Uh, we have worked on offense and I have been volunteered as the offensive coordinator this year. So I'm going to step up on that um, and get some resources um, to connect with our players. Um, that's something that we know that we've got to work on. Um, so I would say uh, coordination, getting all the gears and all the wheels in motion, um, organization, uh, that that's me. Um, and then uh, just trying to keep people motivated. Right, right. Absolutely. Sounds like you pretty much got it down pat. <laughs> um, so I do know that uh, I believe it was NBC News uh, did a piece on the sirens and kind of the world series in general, but really highlighting the sirens last year. And I'm curious, what did that coverage mean to you and, and just the team in general? It was pretty shocking to start with. Um, because whenever they reached out, I think it was, uh, Richie Flores reached out to me. He says, I know this is kind of crazy, but NBC news would like to, um, would like to be there to interview you and Kim and the sirens. Um, he says, believe it or not, this is like one of the few times that NBC has actually reached out to want to do coverage. And I said, well, that's awesome, you know. Um, and it was it was a very um, great experience. But also as a coach, it was a, a struggle for me, to be quite honest, because I wanted to focus on our ball game. <laughs> and <laughs> and I had a drone above me. And I, oh, wow. I was just like, what is that? What's that noise? I'm out here in the defense <laughs> trying to spot and there's a drone on like right above me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is affecting our game. And then I, it was Tim. It, it, Tim was uh, pitching and I'm like, what is that noise? He's like, that's on you. That's all your crew. <laughs> I said, Oh man. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was very good. It was very good coverage. It was amazing to, um, actually be identified, um, on national news. Um, it was, it was, uh, humbling and, you know, we just think, Oh, well, we're just trying to do this little thing by, you know, providing, you know, a, uh, an opportunity for women to be able to play ball, but also it kind of made Kim and I step back and say, Hey, we really did do something this year, you know, it's, and it was, it was, it was very amazing. And, and we appreciated all of the attention and support. Sure. And Hey, I always say the more coverage blind sports in general can get uh, the better. That's obviously the goal of my podcast here. And uh, so to have a national network like NBC, I know Fox Sports also did a piece, I believe, on FS1 last year on the World Series. Um, it's just amazing to see, you know, such recognized media outlets doing coverage. And like you said, obviously, in terms of the sirens specifically, uh, it's, it just shows, you know, your work is, is really paying off. And to get that kind of attention nationally, I think, says just just really speaks volumes. 
I think one of the things for me, Greg, was that when we did all of that, watching uh, when I'm on the field, I'm a talker. And I was all mic'd up. And as I would slide to get a ball or, you know, dive or something, the mic would come off the back or <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, or watching what you're saying, you know? <laughs> um, right. I did. I did say, I, I don't remember what it was, but I did say something like, oh, no, I was, they just recorded that. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a little different being all mic'd up for sure. And the other thing is we asked them while we were doing it, I actually took off my mindfold because the gentleman was like, well, can you see anything at all? So I actually have a goal fix, my uh, goal fix blindfold. Oh yeah. And I actually took, I took mine off and um, he put it on. I'm like, Hey, it's sweaty. Sorry. But you know, uh, <laughs> it's important for them to understand that part of beatball is putting everyone on the same playing field, you know, making sure everyone these exact same thing. That's right. Yeah. And obviously there, you know, there's such a variety of visual impairment and levels of vision. And so that's, you know, that's a great, great thing you did to suggest that for him, Kim. And we had, we did, I can't remember who ran over the cameraman. They were in the field. Um, I think it might, was it you that ran him over? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was me that actually ran him over, but we did push him out of the way a couple of times. <laughs> I wouldn't say ran over. He was kind of in the bad spot and just kind of. Well, we kept trying to explain to them oh, that, no. you know, they've got to pay attention. <laughs> and I can remember if it was Kim or Clara uh, that completely ran them over. So I was like, oh, my gosh. But it was it was an amazing experience. It was, um, you know, my parents, our parents were able to watch it and they were. You know, they were like, that's so cool. <laughs> yep. So. Oh, yeah. But I, I definitely appreciate the perspective on kind of the behind the scenes and everything that goes into a piece like that. And, you know, a two minute piece, I think it was. And just everything that can potentially affect the game and kind of an unusual situation like that with the drone, like you said there, Cassandra and the camera guy, whatnot, obviously it it's a very different dynamic than kind of what a normal beatball game would be like. Yeah, it was. It was, but absolutely appreciate everything. And it was an amazing piece. So we appreciate it all. Sure. It also shows you how much that they cut out. Because I think our interview lasted almost an hour. Wow. And they <laughs> they videoed for most of the day. Yeah. And, you know, it was that one main game um, when we were playing the the lookouts, um, but they were there filming the entire time. So For sure. Sure. Um, so I was curious, Cassandra, in terms of just the, you know, your goals for the Sirens kind of looking ahead, what would you say your, your main goals are as head coach of this, this team and this group? Continuing to build, continuing to um, improve, continuing to get more wins. And, uh, you know, we have several um, recruits um, and, that are younger, younger women that are wanting to get involved. Um, our main goal is to provide that opportunity for for women to be able to play. So that's what we're going to do. Excellent. Okay, so then let's also speak with uh, Neil McDonald, a.k.a. Neil Dog, uh, who has been on this podcast a couple of times now. And uh, so, Neil, I know you're, you're involved uh, as a coach as well, like focusing on, on defense. And uh, just kind of talk to me about how you got involved and kind of your role as a bit of a mentor and, and bringing all your experience, you know, as a Beatball Hall of Famer to this group. I first made a, I, I, after hearing Kent Kimberly has been on, on my own show a few times. And so I kind of knew her a little bit. And then when, when they started the team, uh, I had a Cassandra and Kim and, and um, a couple, couple others come on and, and, um, you know, talk about it. So I was already interested and um, I've been a big supporter of, of, Wool, uh, the women of our league, the National Beat Baseball Association's women of our league, um, since since it started, um, 
so I, uh, you know, I was already interested. I thought it was great uh, that it was happening because uh, it's been attempted before and didn't make it all, all the way. And this seemed from the beginning like it had a lot of potential to to really work. And then uh, Richie Flores from the uh, the second vice president of the MBBA. Um, as part of the public relations committee asked me to write an article about them. Um, so that gave me a chance to kind of uh, uh, get connected with pretty much the whole team. And it was just like two months outside the World Series. Um, so I was already vested, you know, getting to talk to them individually and, and um, you know, just getting, hearing uh, their backgrounds and uh, how it all, all came together just got... Uh, vested in the the whole thing, and then uh, Cassandra reached out a couple times asking uh, for advice, and more specifically with the young players, um, Corey uh, Turner and, and Caitlin Overshiner and Clara Bloomer, who are all like nineteen and under, so they're like our young, you know, nucleus, and um, it just, I guess, got me kind of reconnecting to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Glad you got an editor. Um, just reconnecting with my own, uh, getting involved at that same age. And even though this uh, sport's been a co-ed sport from the very beginning, um, like less than 10% of, of the league is, is made up uh, of women. And they just uh, haven't been given the same opportunities, and I don't know. It's just hard not to to want to want to be part of it. Sure, definitely hear the passion in your voice, Neil. And you know this. You know you've been around the game for many decades now, and uh, it's obviously in, in your blood and always will be. And it's awesome to see you know your involvement in this this new effort, this new initiative, and. Um, I'm curious, just more specifically, as far as like advice that you've kind of given or, or mentorship uh, that you've offered. I don't. I can't. I can't say I've offered any mentorship. I don't. I don't know that. Uh, what I mean, if I if I have, I'm happy to or whatever. You know what I mean? I I guess uh, in in Beepal, I've always taken a leadership role, um, whether it's with the league, with my team, uh, whatever. I whatever. I, I jump I jump in. And uh, having the connection with the team, they let me uh, go out with them and, and practice um, with them. Like after they got knocked out of the tournament on Thursday, we were out practicing Friday morning for a little while. Um, and I, 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 you know, I, as great as that was, it, it, as cool as it was that they let me do it, I didn't want it to like stop there, you know, so um i i i know this is an all women's program and i respect that and I, i'm not never going to push for male players to be on the field but i was hoping they would uh you know find a way uh for me to to be able to be part of it without taking away from that and uh they did so and and uh same as with uh Kim's son Ryan. He he's going to be a member of the coaching staff also. So, um, you know, we're going to the integrity and and the goals of of getting female blind female athletes on on the field is is still the uh, core um, you know goal of this team. But uh, I, I'm glad I, I I can jump in and and be part of it. Absolutely, yeah. So looking ahead, uh, you know, kind of similar question I asked to Cassandra. What would you kind of maybe like to see? What, uh, you know, just kind of crystal ball, you know, five years, 10 years down the road, do you envision potentially more, you know, more all women's teams, you know, maybe potentially an all women's league at some point in the, the future? I, I don't even want to um, envision an all women's league in the future. Um, beat baseball has been a co-ed sport uh, from the beginning and that that's not going to change. And that's where we want to be. Um, and every other uh, sure. all female team that ever comes up, there's uh, the South 
I can never say it right. Uh, South Valley Gabriel, South Gabriel Valley <laughs> Panthers, basically out of uh, Pasadena, California, Southern California. Uh, Darren Keepers in that group there. Now they, they've had enough uh, female athletes wanting to play beat baseball in Southern California that they're exploring trying to get a second all-female team. And we want them at the World Series. And, and we, uh, we, we just want one league. There, there's one league. We're not leaving it. Uh, and you know we're 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 going to support every other uh, uh, female that wants to show up and play at the MBBA World Series. That's what we're about. Um, for me, though, as far as I guess like the plans going forward as a coach, sports has always been simple to me. Let, let's get better. <laughs> the the sirens finished nineteenth out of nineteen teams, so <laughs> there's a lot of room to get better. Um, I'll I'll help. Uh, Cassandra, as much as I can, she just told you she's going to be coordinating the offense. I, you know, I, I feel like we all kind of, kind of pull wherever we can. So I'll help there as much as I can. Um, defensively, I'm working with Bailey Batcher. The the players don't even know this yet, but uh, we've we've had some great uh, meetings, that, and we're we're getting ready to change the entire defense. <laughs> this, this is their first warning of that. Uh, but both Bailey and I are excited about that. Because I mean, we're we're kind of on the same page when we when we look at defense and talk about competitiveness. Bailey has a tremendous background um, in competition, basketball, track and field, weightlifting. She literally could have gone to the Olympics <laughs> as, a, as a weightlifter. Um, and and uh, in sports, like she was a defensive power forward in basketball. Like she's defensive minded. Wow. I come from the best, the West Coast Dogs are the best defensive program that beat baseball has ever seen. I'm not boasting. That's fact. Nobody can argue that. So I care a lot about uh, defense. And uh, so I, I'm looking forward mostly to working with the whole group and improving the defense. But again, like the easy answers in sports, I, I just care about getting better. Every every area of the game, I want them, I want the players to get better at running bases. I want their off season uh programs to get better they're they're preparing for the world series to be better i want us to be better on defense and we certainly have to get better on offense sure greg another thing i wanted to say is first of all thank you because neil has done a lot for us just in advice and giving us some uh different perspectives on things um the other thing is when we were at the world series last year even as a female team, when there was another female on the field, uh, uh, batting, uh, even on defense, you know, uh, we were cheering her on. It didn't matter if she was on the other team. If she was doing well, we wanted her to know that. And I think that's real important that everybody understands that we're here to support women. It doesn't matter if they're on it. The fact that they're on another team, that's great. We just want to support them. Absolutely. There are limited opportunities when it comes to to women and competitive sports. And I feel like this program is just a perfect example of what what can be done and really what should be done. And major kudos to all you guys for jumping on board and, and getting this thing going and cannot wait to, to follow you guys and really see what the future has to hold. Thank you so much. Definitely. All right, so before we do wrap up, um, if one of you guys wants to mention the contact info, if anyone's interested in getting in touch with the Sirens and learning more about uh, your program, how can they do that? Yes, we are on Facebook, um, Sirens Beatball. Um, we also have our own 501c3, which is Out of Sight Athletics, and I'd be happy to to uh, give you that link. Um so you got so you can uh, share that. You're welcome to give me a call, the general manager, and it's 314-914-9694. Excellent. And I'll definitely include uh, links to all that info in the show notes, as well as the link to the NBC news piece and also the article that uh, Neil, I know you wrote uh, as well for the NBBA website. Alrighty. Well, again, really want to thank all of you guys so much for spending uh, some time with us here on the Eyes Free Sports podcast. And like I said, just super excited to highlight this effort and this team and everything you guys are doing. And uh, certainly wish all of you the best of luck with the sirens and, and everything else. Thank you for having us, Greg. Thank you, Greg. We appreciate it very much.
Thank you for having me. Thank you. And if you're if you're ever, you know, if you're at the World Series, um, understand that you just need to find the sirens, uh the sirens camp and you'll get fed well. Yep. That's important. Food and hydration. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having us, Greg. We appreciate it. To hear more episodes of the Eyes Free Sports podcast and to subscribe, search for Eyes Free Sports on your favorite podcast platform or visit eyesfreesports.com. Be sure to follow the Eyes Free Sports podcast at facebook.com slash eyesfreesports and on Twitter at eyesfreesports.